You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. I'm Matthew Cox, your host, and you're tuning in to the Purpose Driven Person Show. Yes, another show. Thank you for tuning in. And we're excited this week. We've done a few things. I wanted to just bring you up to speed. So if you're joining for the first time, go and follow us on whatever platform of your choice. We're on YouTube. You'll get to see me making hand gestures and and throwing things up. Um, But also, we're also on iTunes and a few other platforms that you can follow your podcast uh, things. And and we're just going to continue to put out some great information. So what this season is like, as you're coming in, I always just remind you, this season is about business. And the reason I chose that is that 2021 has been crazy. And we see a lot of trends. If you listened to the last show, go check it out. I talked about why we should go back to work and what trends are happening in the economy. Uh, we're not we're not we're not fighting a depression. We're fighting an inflation. And so, by us not returning to work and uh, really filling all those jobs at a at, at a small business owner level or businesses, uh, which is the majority of employment is small businesses in the U.S. Um, it's not the big ones. It's not Amazon's. It's not Walmart's. It's small. The small business entrepreneur. And so you, we really want to um, look at that in a sense and why it's so important uh, to support the small businesses, get back to work, because then the economy doesn't see an inflation. Because when an inflation happens, your cost of living goes up. Doesn't matter how much money the government throws at us, it's going to really uh, end up being like Europe and a lot of the countries that have struggled with that system uh, and it does not work. Um, it really hurts. Not saying that our system's perfect, but it does. We were really making a lot of movement in 2019 and, and the, at the end of 2020. Uh, but unfortunately, we hit that big bump with the pandemic and now we're coming back out. So hopefully the stuff I share with you as you jump on here, it'll give you entrepreneurs some encouragement. It'll give you some ideas how to run the business. Or if you have a thought, um, I have some really great interviews coming up this next month uh, that I'm putting together for you with business leaders in the community because I, I are in, in the field. I want to make sure I bring you good interviews, but I'll depart what I've done and what I'm doing. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the six areas that each business struggles, and this is just from one of the systems I've mentioned on this. So let's get to work. Let's jump in. All right, guys. So let's talk about what is going on. What is up? Like, what is going on in this crazy time? I'm telling you, it's up, it's down, it's left, it's right. A lot of craziness um, all over. So, you know, if you look at the news, it's never the same. It's always something going on. It's 
it seems like um, I just avoid it because in all together I'll watch, I'll pick out, out certain channels or networks to watch. So just so I know what the economy is doing for certain reasons, um, for trends, but most places I don't even bother because it's just, it's not good. It's crap. And it's just going to make you have anxiety and stress out. So I would encourage you to stay away from certain outlets, but if you're a business owner, you do want to follow the trend of the marketplace. What's going on in your market, but also just in general, what is the government doing? So I'm throwing out one insider trade secret. So, well, it's not really a secret, but if you don't know about it, I would encourage you, if you own a business and you have more than 25 employees, there's a new tax, uh, a payroll tax benefit or uh, reimbursement or whatever you call it, um, a tax benefit that they put out. And I would encourage you to, you can message me, I'll send you the information, but you can get each quarter of all the uh, employment tax that you paid uh, back. And this is something new. And I would encourage you to really look at this, really look into it and go after it. If you have more than 25 employees, this will benefit you. There's a lot of companies that do this. They chase it. They take a percentage for you, but it's something. And the reason I, I was asking, the reason they're doing this is because it's a better way to, stim, to do a stimulus to the economy by giving it back to the business so that they can either pass that down by expanding, giving more or uh, hiring, doing things, because that's gonna expand uh, what we need to do, which it was, it's, it's never been done, it's unheard of, and it's really, they're encouraging it, the IRS is encouraging it. So I really encourage you to go look at it. Again, message me here on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you listen to this, and I'll send you the contact in the information about this. Yeah, you can't miss it. Go make sure you really take advantage of it and, and look into it as a, as a business owner. Well, let's jump into it. This is what I got for you. So I wanted to give you that information because what I want to really apply here is information for you as you come on here every week that you walk away with something. And that was a pretty big nugget. I hope that you, you, you heard how great that can help you in this time of need. Now, um, look at how a business is run. So I'm going to pull this from uh, EOS, good to great, Jim Collins, our, our uh, Gino Wickman's information. So if you're on here, you're listening, and you're a small business owner, you have five or 10 or 100 employees, or, or you're just starting out, I'm going to talk about the areas that we struggle. And this is just something really common in all businesses. So I'm gonna throw this out, you guys think on this and really just make some comments. You know, there are six areas that they point out that most businesses have struggles in. And the six are, if you have a pie and if you're if you're on here, I'd show you. But the first one is vision. The eight questions of where the vision is going. And I'll do a whole podcast on the eight questions. But they talk about you got to have your vision very clear, where you're heading, what's it look like, your three-year, your 10-year, and all that so everybody understands where they're heading. And the next section in here when it comes to a business and where you're heading is, is data, scorecard. What is it that you're majoring? What is the matrix? What are you managing? And so a lot of businesses 
kind of throw it out there if you're you're a family business, if you're starting out. Uh, I know for me, it was, hey, whatever comes, it it gets, it's very tough to get everybody getting into the same direction. And big business is the same way. It's just like Walmart is so big that they have a fail rate because they just, they can throw a lot of money at, you know, not so good management. They can make some different changes. Amazon is the same way. Uh, just they're, they're so big that they can do those things. And so that's where, uh, when it comes to vision, it, they have a vision, but they just are so massive that it's hard to really push the vision and it becomes, um, just an organization, if that makes sense. So data is big because you got to collect that data. Like I'm talking about, what does that look like for, how are we getting the vision all the way down? Data is collecting, what are you managing? What are you pulsing? And there's a saying in the US, if I was on an island and I saw a scorecard or a spreadsheet, and if it was all green or in the clear, if it's red, we're in trouble. And so I can be anywhere on an island and see if we're doing good or we misfiring because you have to pulse. And this is where a lot of executive teams, as I've coached, as I've been a consultant and continue to consult a lot of them, as they call it, it's like, hey, what's your majorments? And they're like, what are you talking about? Um, how, when's the last time you met with your team? Well, we had a, a meeting this month or we meet on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and, it's, and the meeting's all about me talking. Um, so a lot of owners, executives, they'll, they'll make a meeting about them. And, and it's really a trick to make sure that you're past getting the data out of those meetings. Next one is processes, making sure the documentation's there, following by all that everybody's following the policies and procedures. And, and the more staff and the more things you get, the harder that becomes. It doesn't matter, you know, you feel like a rock star in your own head, but as you get bigger, the more control you have to let go and you have to pass off the hats and you have to trust people. And this is the stressful part about being a, a business owner that the business scales up because people look at it and say, hey, I can do better. But at the end of the day, when you're sitting in the seat, it's, it's a lot of accountability and responsibility. And I have the drama wheel behind me and we'll talk about that on a podcast because that's 2.5 hours you waste of your time when it comes to these systems, because people don't buy in or they don't gauge or it, it, it becomes about their ego. And so we'll talk about what that looks like. So processes are very important. So, so far, vision, data, processes. And the next one is people. Sometimes it's either a data issue or a process issue, or you have a people issue, right person, right seat. And so what that means, if you have a bus, who's driving the bus, who's on the seats, and are they in the right seat? And if you've been running and being a leader, uh, being an entrepreneur, you've had many people get on your bus, and you've had to move seats around, and you've had to help them transfer, or they transferred their self off the bus. And it doesn't mean that your organization is perfect is what EOS prescribes to is 80% or better. We're trying to hit those marks, but we know we're not going to be perfect. As a leader, we're not perfect. And everybody that has came from the bottom, stepped into leadership, uh, they're like, holy smokes, I thought I can, I thought, you know, you were just telling me that you weren't doing anything. And then when you get into that position, you have more empathy and more sympathy on both ends for your leader that you started working with. Oops. 
I'm not that. So sorry, you those are watching. So, um, so really important people, right seat, right person, wrong seat off the bus. Get the ones, the bad apples off there. As John Maxwell says, one bad apple can ruin the cart, right? And so you're going to have this, and I like this, and I mentioned this on many podcasts, and I'll keep preaching it, is you can have a rock star that has the skill set and is really good at their job, but they don't buy into the vision. They don't buy into the values, and they're really decaying your culture on the back end. And so hopefully they're just honest with themselves, and they'll just say, hey, I, I just don't buy into the vision, even though you're going to have spots because – when you're running something, you're going to have valleys and dips. We're going to really do well as a team. We're going to get some momentum and then we're going to lose certain people or people are going to leave the bus and then you're going to have valleys. And the, the, the ones that are committed to the vision are going to push through that ceiling, push through that valley. But you're going to have some people that leave and blame the system and blame the organization because they're not willing to push through that valley. Because there's sometimes there's people changes, there's people seats that you have to change to really get some direction and momentum to get to that next phase. And so a lot of times when those valleys, you dip, that you really see the commitment level of those that really see where you're heading. And, and it's hard because you might have valleys and, and dips, but at the end of the day, it's all about solving those issues, people willing to step up and put the issues on the table because it's like, well, I have an issue, but I don't want to share it. And so what this system's done is issues. You know, what is your issues list in your organization? How are you solving it? So what Gino Wickman and them saw, created is when you're pulsing and doing your meetings, you're going to be 60% of your meeting needs to be solving issues. It is called IDS. What is the issue? Rip the bandit off, state the issue, discuss it around the circle, the table, Make sure you're not that CEO or that owner that just is the talking head or the visionary. Um, that was hard for me in this shift. And so when you actually give the audience to whatever kind of meeting it is, if you're the facilitator, that doesn't mean you are the final say. You're facilitating it. And you're going around, but in this system that we prescribe to is that you have a visionary and integrator. Integrator is the one that's boots on the ground, that's integrating, putting the systems, putting the processes in place. The visionary is on the business, working on it and seeing the trends and big vision, big ideas. But then at the end of the day, if you go around and discuss, if I went around, moved to the left, moved to the left, and I find the root cause of what's going on in that process of solving issues, um, then I move to solutions. That's why it's called IDS. There's a saying in EOS that I love. It's called, everybody will get heard, but not everybody will get their way. So it's it's not ruling by consensus. You can't do that. Integrator is the tiebreaker. Whoever that integrator is, usually in an organization, it's a supervisor, CEO, whatever meeting you're running. But it's a really good system. So these are the six areas that most organizations, I know for us, we struggled and we're just getting traction. It's not, we're not 100% or 80% yet. Um, it's, it takes a while to get the right people in the right seat. And once you do that, once you move it around and everybody sees the vision of that operation system that you choose, it's where you get traction. 
And this is where the traction comes from it. This is where you start saying, man, okay, now we're getting movement. Oh, this is cool. And again, you'll start hitting that, 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 the bump or that hill hill and you got to be ready for it. Celebrate the wins. So when the Valley gets you dip, just like coronavirus was a huge Valley for a lot of businesses that are not going to recover from that Valley. But here's the thing is if you're an entrepreneur, take a break, take a relaxation and get back in the game because failure is part of being an entrepreneur. And so if you're going to fail um, because of this virus, step back and say, okay, what has this changed in the system of, of the, the trend of the industry? So I gave you kind of an operating system, but now you have to step back and use that same uh, glasses. You got to put them on and say, okay, hey, this sucked. I lost my restaurant. I need to do some things. There's some money I can go after. But what is the trend? Is the restaurant the right thing to open or should I open something else? Because certain things, the way we do businesses is going to stick. It's going to stay. I've been saying that on a lot of podcasts. You got to understand the way we're interacting now. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different services you can offer that weren't, uh, weren't even thought of before the, the, the pandemic. You know, Victor Frankl is one of my um, favorite people that wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He's a theorist called Logotherapy, says, out of adversity, how can you find meaning and purpose? So what he was saying in that is what we've had some adversity, we've had some strife, we've got hit, it was tough, we worked, we went through it, um, we stuck together, we weathered the storm. Now, what is the purpose and what is the meaning out of this? What can we find from it and then move forward on that? So this is kind of what I wanted to leave with you today, because I was really thinking on it as I was going through it and I was watching some trends in the marketplace, kind of some things that the, you know, our, our culture and our, our, uh, our communities in the, in the U S is doing right now when it comes to business and, and stuff, it's really, there's a lot of opportunity there and we have to look at where it is. So there's a few industries that are going to be booming, but there's also just some things that you can do as an individual. So again, go back, watch, why should we go back to work and look at it as a fine. If you're listening and you're a business owner, you know what you want, make sure that you're clear on where you're heading. And your biggest thing in any business is it's either a people issue or a process issue. And that's the qualifying question. Every time you ask yourself, is this a people issue or is this a process? Do I, am I not clear? Is it us? Are we not clear as a company or as an organization? Um, do we have a process? Now, even if you're clear on the process, human beings are not, they don't like to be put in a process. It's really hard and we struggle. We've always fight processes. We always question the why. Well, we should just be able to do this and be free. And and not every, uh, every place I've worked has always had processes. Even when I was growing up as a dishwasher, I had a process. You know, I had to do it a certain way so I wouldn't break glasses. I wouldn't do things. And I had a system, you know, cart goes in, pushes in, shut the thing. And then I had a system of putting the dishes away. And I was really quick at it. But if I didn't listen to my trainer and who gave me the process, I wouldn't be a good dishwasher. I mean, I, I really prided myself to be the fastest and the best 
Because as I did that, the, the waitresses would tip me better at the end of the night because I made sure they had clean plates. I was on top of cleaning the tables off. It's what you put in. doesn't matter what you do. It's how much you put in. And I always say this. If you complain because it's not what you think it should be, you're going to go to another place as, a, as an employee, as a worker, and you follow yourself. And you're going to complain at that job as well. And you're going to complain at that career as in the next career you go do. If you're a leader, if you're in a leadership position, it doesn't get better. You got to work on you and make sure because if the, if the organization is willing and they're willing to make that change, and this is what my, um, my, my filter is, they're not perfect. I always, when I worked for organizations, are they humble? Are they willing to make changes? Do you have up here, is this the vision? And are we having some communication issues? So it's a people issue to cascade stuff down. And so what you have to do is make sure that you're, you see the vision and you don't let people ruin the outcome of the vision. So I've, I've been in a lot of good organizations. I, I, I had, they had open door policies. I did everything I do to make sure I was pushing that vision to make sure that it was going. And if there was people in, in the way that was either my supervisor, I would go to the people above and, and then I'd find out if, if the company was humble and willing. And so that's where you have to really look at, is it a process issue or a people issue? People issue can be fixed. Processes can be made or recalibrated. So think of that, look through it. If you have any questions, check us out. Go to our website, go to Facebook and follow us. Tell me what you want to hear. I wanted to give you this gold nugget if you're a business owner and pushing, but if you are running a home, you can still run the same way because in a home, you have to have a purpose and a vision. When you're raising a family and you're being that, that caregiver or that provider, it doesn't matter. You still got to follow that process or people and you got to make sure you're nurturing and making sure that they're getting what they need by feeding them, educating them, and following and making sure there's adequate discipline that's moving them in the right direction to keep the values of the home and the vision. And so if you guys have any questions, let me know. I'm Matthew Cox, your host on the Purpose Driven Person Show. Until next time, go follow us on Facebook, go follow us on iTunes, smash the star buttons, give us a review. And I wanna put out here, the first person that gives us a review on iTunes as you're listening, I'm going to send you a personal purpose-driven hat. That's the ones I've showed you. Give me the chance to throw that at you. Go on to iTunes. Give us a good review, what you like and what you get from the, and I'll send you a personal hat. All right, guys, have a good week. Continue to live on purpose. And if you have any questions, let me know. Take care until next time. Be well. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I'd love to give you a free gift to download, but you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.